Hello, this is Saul Gonzalez, lead pastor of Lifehouse Church, and welcome to our podcast. Thank you so very much for joining us today. I believe that through this message, God will encourage you, challenge you, and better yet, change you for the glory of God and for the purposes God has called you. Enjoy this message. Hey guys, how's it going today? How you guys doing? If that was for me, good, but can we give God a hand once again? We're so glad you guys are here. And really quick, I want to shout out our first-time guest. If this is your first time, we are grateful that you're here. Give it up for our first-time guests, guys. We're so glad you guys are here. If you have some time, right in front of you, there's a QR code. And if you could take a picture of that, it'll send you to the link. And we'd love to be able to connect with you uh, in a personal way. And if you're here personally, then why don't you go out to our information center and we have a gift for you just to say thank you for being here. You could have been anywhere else. Football started and some people are already watching it, but we're glad today. So we are so glad that you are here. Also, for those of you who may not know, we have some amazing youth pastors who have just recently taken over. Can we give it up for Manuel and Adeli really quick? You want to wave? You guys want to wave? That's them right there. But we're developing a, an area for, for youth and young adults where they can just hang out together, uh, maybe be away from the parents just to make it a time for themselves. So from now on, if you're in high school, if you're a young adult, and maybe you don't want to sit next to your parents all the time, if you do, awesome, go ahead. But if you don't, we have an area for you guys where you guys can hang out, just chill, and then get a little connected to what's going on. We have some awesome things coming to this church. How many believe that God's not done with LifeHouse? We are believing for the next phase and what God is doing. And we, we haven't had a young adults ministry uh, for some time. Um, but by the honor and, and grace of God, um, the pastoral staff has asked my, myself and my wife, along with, with other leaders, to kind of help out and restart a young adults group. So if you're in college, we want to say something is coming. And we're, we're excited for what's going to come. So if you want more information, come on, come see me outside. We'll hang out a little bit. We'll get you plugged into a life group. And as you know, the, the whole... Um, title or everything we're doing this 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 Sunday is life groups. How many have ever partaken in a life group? Yes, yes. There we go. Yeah, you can give it up for yourself. It's cool. Go ahead. Shout yourself down. It's fine. If you haven't, I encourage you. It's one of the best things you can do. And I know we live in a world where, where everything's kind of fast and, and I can do it on my own, but, but life does get so much better when you do it with people who are on the same boat as you, people who are going through the same things. Not that anyone's perfect, because no one is, but we really wanted to be a church of life groups. So we encourage you. I, I know it's going to be a little hot and I know we're going to be rushing to go see some football or hang out or get lunch, but if there was a life group here that, that you're drawn to, be courageous. Go talk to that person. Um, go talk to that leader and just say, hey, how can I sign up? There's so many life groups going around, not only here in church, but if you heard the Southwest, the Northwest, everywhere in Bakersfield, we want to be located so you can uh, do life with people. So we really encourage you. Today's message is going to be really brief, really short. I, I'm not going to take up too much of your time. But, but I want to just focus on, on, on loving people. And how can we reach those who may be, may be feeling lonely? Here's one thing that we all have in common. At one point or another, everyone in this room has felt lonely. Raise your hand if at one point in your life you felt lonely. And keep it up. Well, you see around you, everyone has felt lonely. Maybe you felt lonely in the past and, and you got through it, awesome. Maybe you feel lonely now and you need some guidance. And we really believe that life groups will help encourage those of you to, to grow stronger in the Lord because life shouldn't be done alone. Life should be done with people. 
and people who are going to love you no matter where you're at, no matter what you've done in your life. They're not going to criticize you. They're not going to judge you. They're just going to, with open arms and love, just say, hey, man, I'm just as jacked up as you. And to keep it real, I am just as jacked up as some of, of all of us here. We're, we're all going through life not knowing it all together, not having it all together. And we can stand up here boldly as pastor, uh, pastors that we don't have it all together. We do not. And we choose to do life with people to be able to grow. So how many of you with me today? Yes? So, so if you were to ask the question, who's the loneliest? For some, you may think, well, maybe it's the, the older people. Uh, maybe it's a widow. Maybe it's an orphan. But like I've said before, we all go through loneliness. And, and it's about being relational or being in poverty relationally. I, I think we, we see the financial poverty, right? We understand that. But, but to be honest and to say, who, but, but relationally, am I thriving? Or relationally, do, do I have a strong group of friends? Not that you need to have a million friends, but do I have a strong group of friends who are walking with me, who are doing life with me? And, and I think all of us here can identify with being lonely. Maybe you're, in a, you're here in this room and you're like, you know what? You just don't understand how lonely I am. Maybe at home you have those questions of, man, if someone just understood what I'm going through. But, but I think it all changes when we're willing to, to be honest and say, hey, I am going through this. Can someone walk with me? And I think it's hard. It is hard. I'm not going to sit up here, stand up here and say, it's easy. Just go ahead and open up yourself to someone. It's not. You have to feel comfortable. And I think off the bat, no one's, when you come to a life group, no one's going to go ahead, all right, go ahead, point out all your flaws. No, it's going to take some time. You're going to get to know the person. You're going to hopefully eat some meals and get to know each other. But eventually, we pray they're able to say, you know what? I can confide in this person. Maybe it's not to the whole group, but maybe it's to someone in that group that that's going to help you. So financially poverty, if we say, you know, financial poverty is just lacking finances to, to go day by day. And I think some of us, whether now or in the past or maybe in the future, will experience relational poverty. You, you don't have someone to walk with you. You, you, you. We live in a time where it's so different. There's so many reasons why People don't have that many friends or, or they're uh, in poverty relationally-wise. And one of them may be because of the break of families. Divorce is, is pretty high. And, and the mom, the dad go their separate ways. Children have to move. They have to start up somewhere else. Life is different. It's not the same as it once was. It, it, it's changed, and that's okay. We believe we still serve a God that's bigger than all those things, right? We believe our God can help us heal um, the increase in mobility. People are moving more. People are, there. it's rare where you say, man, I've been in Bakersfield for over 70 years. Some have, that's awesome. But especially with LA, with the bigger cities, most families are coming in brand new, not knowing friends. Like, I left all my friends in Los Angeles, or I left all my friends up north. I, I'm moving around. That's why maybe loneliness has increased. It, it's also increased because of heavy workloads. We tend to work more. And, and working is great. But you can overwork yourself. If you're not taking care of yourself in relationships, if all you're doing is working, awesome, go ahead. You're going to stack your bread. You're going to grind. The grind don't stop, right? Uh, hashtag rise and grind. I, I get it. We're going to work hard. We're going to work hard. But where are you at with your friends? Can you say, no, I have a good core of friends that walk with me. I, I have a good core of friends that if I need something, they're able to help me and walk through me. And then the last, maybe a last reason why 
there's a lot more loneliness is because of social media. Social media is big on our lives. What happens is you tend to compare people's highlights to your behind the scenes. So in other words, all the hard moments you're going through at home, you, you're dealing with your kids, you're, you're dealing with your, your wife or your husband, you're going through hard times, and then you get on Instagram and all of a sudden everyone's hashtag blessed. Everyone's living their best life. Man, how does this person at Disneyland every other week? You know what I mean? Like, I have to work. I have to do this. Or, or everyone takes pictures of their, their, their relationships, right? Everything's going great. But in your life at that moment, you're comparing your behind the scenes to their highlight. And therefore, we feel lonelier than ever. Man, why, why does Pastor Saul Gonzalez look so amazing with his family on, on, on social media? It looks so perfect. I'm not going through that. Again, you're comparing your behind the scenes to people's highlights, and it's affected us. It has. So how as a church, how as people can we love the lonely? The greatest thing I love about Jesus is that he's the greatest example we can have on how to love people. The greatest. So everything we're going to talk about today, Jesus did it. He did it before you, and he set the way to say, hey man, this is how you do it. And we believe that we're empowered, as we just finished this last series, empowered by the Holy Spirit to still be able to do things that Jesus did. He was human. He said we're called to do greater things than him. So I believe every single person in this room is called to do great things. And I hope that this morning you're able to take one of these three um, ways of loving people and apply them, not only in your life group, but apply them in life. And I promise you, I promise you, you'll gain some, some relational prosperity. So really quick, um, let, let's pray really quick. I, ju I just want to pray really quick. God, we just thank you for everything you are doing here at LifeHouse, Lord. And at this moment, God, I pray that your Holy Spirit begin to work in the lives of every single one of us here in this room, God. May you work in our lives, Father, and you help us be more like you, Lord. In your name we pray, we all say amen. Really quick, because there's a countdown and they're telling me to hurry up. Uh, really quick. How do we love our neighbor? How can we love them? And there's three things that I want to speak about really quick. It's just how Jesus loved people. One way you can love someone is you can love them with touch. All the husbands say amen, right? But you can love people with touch. Do you realize what a handshake or a fist bump or a hug can go? Like when people walk into this room, I, I love I'm hearing uh, testimonies of people visiting us for the first time and they always say, we're coming back because you guys were just so friendly. It was that hug that allowed me to feel comfortable. It was the fist bump, right? After COVID, kind of hugging, kind of stopped a little bit. So it's that fist bump, it's a smile. They were able to touch me. We've heard stories of people, man, I go all week not talking to anyone all week. And I look forward to Sunday mornings at LifeHouse to get a hug from that brother or that sister. To get just a hug and feel loved. And we see Jesus loved by touch. Really quick, in, in Matthew 8, 2, it says, A man with leprosy came down and knelt before Jesus and said, Lord, if you are willing, you can make me clean. You, you got to realize leprosy is... Is a, a scary disease. 
we don't have enough time to break down leprosy, but leprosy would make you disformed. You'd lose your fingers, you'd lose body limbs, your, your face, your, your skin would get um, uh, corroded. It'd just be the worst of the worst, and it was painful. And at that time, they'd have to isolate people with leprosy because they didn't want it to be contagious. So not only were they going through this physical pain day after day, but they were also told, get out of our city. You are not welcomed here. And Jesus, being who he was, loved on them with touch. You, you have to realize that, that Jesus could have healed them by just saying, you're healed. He, he didn't need to touch them, but, but he wanted to demonstrate the importance of it. We read it in verse three, it says, Jesus reached out his hand and touched the man. I am willing, he said, be clean. Immediately, he was cleansed of his leprosy. Because if you think about it again, Jesus doesn't have to touch him. He can speak words and they happen. But could it be that perhaps it was because the leper didn't just need healing from the disease, but he needed love from his rejection? Could that be the fact that he's going to show, no matter where you're at, I'm going to be here with you. Even though the world calls you out, he was willing to touch and say, hey, it's all right. I want to love you. And some of you maybe this morning feel like, I, I don't feel loved. And, and maybe this might be the only place that someone does give you a hug. And someone does shake your hand and acknowledge you as a person. All week you're busy and you don't have that. And we're grateful that that's happening. But do you realize the importance that you can have on someone else? Do you realize that you're just as important as our first impression team? With your smile, with, with your energy of just welcoming people. Say, hey man, I'm glad you're here at Lifehouse. I'm glad you're here able to give them a hug. So in your life groups, how can you make it a, a culture where there's touch of a hug, of a, a fist bump? Not only physical touch, but how can we touch people's hearts? I think with words, just I, I, can speak, I, I can speak to my wife and tell her how beautiful she is with my words more than I can do with my actions. <clears throat> so it's important that we're able to love people. Can you give me a water? I've been dealing with the throat. Oh, man. Second is, how do we love by listening? Sometimes most people don't listen with an attempt to understand. <coughs> it's not COVID, I promise you, I tested. We're good. It's a throat thing, I tested, trust me. I wasn't allowed to come here. Most people don't listen with the intent to understand. They listen with the intent to reply. Sometimes people don't need you to talk. They don't need you to talk. They just need you to listen. <coughs> we see Jesus in Luke 24, 17. There's two men walking, and they're talking about the things that are going on, and Jesus had just died, <coughs> and, and, and he's hearing them. And he says, what are you guys talking about? And, and the man, Cleopas, looks at him and says, you don't know what's going on? Jesus knew everything was going on. He just wanted to hear them, hear what they're going through. And I think sometimes in your life group, people don't want to hear everything about you, even though you're leading it. They don't. They just want to be heard. Sometimes we think, man, because I'm so good at talking, they want to hear me. They don't. They, they, they just want you to hear them. And for us, those of us who like to talk, a lot of us, <clears throat> we have to learn that it's not about us. Talking a lot doesn't mean it's a good conversation. 
Those who are best at having conversation help others open other doors. Those who are really good at having conversations ask the questions. And maybe that's what you have to do. Maybe you talk a lot and you just have to come to church and say, hey, I just want to listen to what you have. How's your day going? Ask questions in your life group as you're going. Ask questions. Why? How is your day going? What are you doing? How can I help you? And allow them to, to open up. Sometimes you, there's nothing you can do to fix the problem. In reality, all they want to do is just listen. And here you are. So maybe you're like, I'm not good at talking to people. Great. Then you're probably even better than I am at helping walk with people. So this week, as you're going through life or in your life group, we encourage you, ask questions and just listen. Listen to them. Listen to what's going on. A lot of people will tell you what's, how, how their life is going, what's going on. And Jesus shows that by asking questions, right? My third and last point is we love with time. You love people with spending time with them. I know a few married couples are going to have the five love languages, uh, and one of the love languages is time. I I love spending time with people. That's one of my favorite things to do. And again, they they don't need your gifts. They don't need uh, your words of affirmation. Sometimes they just want your time. Can you just show me you care about me? What's the best way you can show someone? By clearing out your day. Maybe there's a conversation you need to have with someone just to be there. And we see that Jesus does it. We see it plenty of times in Luke 15, in Luke 5, when he's speaking to the crowds and, and he's, he's giving this sermon and all of a sudden there's a, a, a paralyzed man coming down from the roof, disrupting everything. Yet he stopped everyone to say, let me be with this person. He wasn't focused on his three points. He, he didn't care of everyone. This is more important. How can I break everything to spend time with this person? We see it in Luke 8, where he's asleep in a boat. He's, been, he's done mission work. He, he's out in the field. He's in the boat. He's like, bro, I just want to take a nap really quick. I'm t-. You guys realize Jesus was human too, so he was tired. If I wake some of you up, you might be really mad. I'm pretty sure Jesus was cranky, like, bro, I was just trying to take a nap. But, but he gets up because he knows the people around him needed him. He said, that's fine. Calms his seat. Time is important. How you spend time with people can tell a lot. You see in Luke 8, 43, when, when he's healing people and, and they come to interrupt him, it doesn't matter. We stop. One of my best, uh, one of the, the ones I love too is in Mark, where he decides to go up and pray and be alone. And while he's praying, spending time with God, right, it's so important to pray. It's so important to read our word. It is. Yet Simon comes and interrupts his time to go help him. He said, yes, let's go. I understand Sundays are important. Your, your, your Jesus time is very important. But sometimes we have to change our plans because someone may need us more at the time. Uh, oh, I got to go to church at 11. Cool, I'm glad you're here. But what if someone calls you to say, hey, I'm going through something hard? It's okay to go be with that person. Be with that person. Encourage that person. Love that person. One of the greatest ways we see how important time is, is that when someone passes away in our family, many of us have, have had loved ones pass What's the number one regret we have? I didn't spend enough time with that person. 
It wasn't, I should have bought them more. I should have um, invested more in their, their, their retirement. I should have bought them more clothes. I should have traveled. It, it was, I didn't spend enough time with them. That's our number one regret. I didn't spend enough time with them. Why? Because we see that time is of so much value. There's so much value in just saying, hey, I want to be with you in this moment. Can we just go out for lunch and just spend time with each other? We can put our phones away for a little bit and just say, how do we connect? How do we listen? And how are we able to touch their hearts? Are you guys with me this morning? Maybe today you're feeling like one of those things. You feel like, man, I, I need someone to love me. I'm feeling lonelier than ever. Can you help me? I believe we can, and I hope we can walk with you. One of the best ways is obviously we believe Jesus is the answer to everything. Jesus is the answer to everything. But I think he puts people around us to walk with us and encourage us. Because I want to remind you guys that, that church isn't just done in rows. It's really done in circles with other people. It's awesome to come Sundays and worship Jesus. We're glad you are here, but if you want to grow, if you want to experience a breakthrough of, of friendships or life, you do it in circles in these life groups with people. And you're able to say, hey man, with all my brokenness, can I come into this group and just, can you guys walk with me? Can you guys be there with me? We encourage you to take time, be in a life group. We pray that you're able to say yes to that. And I know it's awkward. It, it, it's hard to step into that room. Like, I don't know who this person is. What if they're weird? They may be weird. They may be. Maybe they need you to be there. Maybe you can help them. They're just saying yes. I say yes to the call. They're stepping forward. Maybe it's your way to come in. Or maybe in this season, you don't, you, you don't have the time or, or, or you want to be in a life group, but how can you maybe have a home group with yourself? From now on, for the next few weeks, we're going to be a brand new series called All In. And every week after every sermon, after every service, we're going to have some hound outs, or you can check them out online. And in there, there's going to be questions, and it'll pertain to the message. It'll be an opener of, hey, start with this, do this, like instructions. And maybe you can do that with your family at home. We encourage you to do it with your friend. Maybe you have a sibling or a friend that will never come to church, but they'll go to your house. I'm not telling you you got to pray for them and they need to fall over. Don't, don't, be, don't be too crazy, guys. I said it a few weeks back. The Holy Spirit and God aren't weird. People are weird. Don't be that. Just love on them. Have dinner with them. Spend time with them and listen to them. Encourage them. Now, if the Holy Spirit is prompting you, go ahead. I believe in the Holy Spirit, guys. So, but, so he can do things. But, but how do we make it a time where we're just there for people? So I hope that today you're encouraged. And right now, with every eye closed, if this morning you're feeling lonely, I'm not going to call you out, but I truly want to pray for you. I truly do. If you're in a season where, you know what, life is a little hard today. It's been hard, and I don't know what else to do. Can you pray for me? As a church, we're going to gather. We're just going to pray for you. You don't need to get out of your seats. You don't need to come up. I believe that the Holy Spirit is powerful enough to reach you where you're at. So 
So if that's you or, and you've never accepted Jesus and you're just, there's just something missing in my heart. There's something missing in my life. I believe that that's Jesus. Jesus is the only one who can fulfill that. So maybe if that's you and that's your season, would you raise your hand so I can pray for you really quick? Right there where you are, I see your hand, I see your hand. We see your hand, we see you. Come on everyone as a church, can we just pray, God, at this moment, Lord, may you help them realize how much they are loved. At this moment, Lord, how much you are willing to, to just remind them of what you've done for them, Lord. Be with them, God. Holy Spirit, may you work in their lives. Holy Spirit, may you remind them of the love you have for them, God. May you also encourage them to step out in faith and join a life group. As they're walking out, Lord, and they're enjoying the popcorn and food and games, may they take the courage and say, you know what, I need people. And today is the day, Lord. Thank you so very much for joining us today on the LifeHouse podcast. I pray and hope this message has encouraged, inspired, and challenged you to grow closer to God. If you would like to be a part of what God is doing here at LifeHouse, visit our website at lifehousechurch.com. That's lifehousechurch.com for more information or consider subscribing and share it with one of your friends and family. Thank you again for being part of our journey, your journey, that will lead you to know God better, grow together, and go serve and make a difference. Thank you again. God bless you. See you next time.